1: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants.
0: I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. I will defy tyrants. tyrants.
2: And good day, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people. All the broke rockers are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed, too. The Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative Word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, SonsOfLibertyRadio.com, and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face made for radio. Head over to com, and you'll see that there are two videos at the top of the page there. The one on the left is an educational video from Bradley. Uh, that will be available up until 3 o'clock this afternoon, 3 o'clock Eastern, at which time I don't know if we're going to have another one of those or he'll be live. I have no idea. Um, so be looking for that, com, And then on the right side of the page is where we are. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got, and then look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. You've got some friends over there. It's good to see you guys this morning. And um, also, we are streaming live to Rumble. The channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble is the channel. Uh, Please subscribe to that. Help us grow that. And then also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there, uh, Michael and his guys have given us a space there, and we appreciate that very much as well. Right up under where we are streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. That goes out once a day between 7 and 8 Eastern. Um, So if you get in there this morning and sign up, you should get one this evening. And also, if you want our ministry email, you want to know what the Sons of Liberty are doing. And I'm sure, I'm just sure of this. um, This coming Saturday, which is the only day we send that out, we send it out once a week, you can get that at com right on the front page. I'm sure this Saturday we're going to be covering some of the stuff that Bradley is seeing down there in Arizona. I'm sure that's going to come up. So there's probably going to be some um, talk there as far as uh, some written stuff as to what went on, but probably some images too that you're not going to see on the website or anything. So if you're interested in that, sonsoflibertyradio.com, sign up for that on the front page. And then finally, if you'd like to help keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that and make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty. And guys, we really do appreciate uh, your support very much in keeping us out there doing what we're doing. Now, this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And uh, as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Good to see you.
0: Well,
3: good morning. Thank you. And hello to everyone. And uh, before we get into the topic, I just wanted to say that the uh, the lady who runs my website for me, uh so graciously set up an alternative... Um, online payment method it's go. dot go.com slash common core diva so that way if you don't like um PayPal, you can go to GiveSendGo, and the goal that I have set there is the seed money that I need to get me to two speaking engagements that are out of state. So that would co- help cover my costs for that, as well as if anyone wants to help offset any of my health care needs, because I am still in cancer recovery mode. So just wanted to bring that up before we get into any of today's topic, which is centered on the fallacies that are being used by our government and local entities to harm our families. So I hope that uh, the conversation in the chat room will stay on that today because everything else that's going on is very important. But the reason why we have dedicated so many years and one show a week to education is to help guard your family against the tyrannical rule that is rapidly increasing in our lives.
2: Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've got a lot of stuff going on today. So let's yes, get we to do.
3: it. We absolutely <laughs> do. Okay. So, to set up the bandwagon mentality, for those who know, this will be kind of a review. But let's say you don't understand what a fallacy is. We're going to look at two short YouTube videos. One is on the bandwagon fallacy, and then the other one is on the appeal to fear. And these are both weapons that our government uses in several formats to go after our family so tim if you'll start with the bandwagon one and start at the Hi beginning. everyone
0: it's yanis here and in this video we will explore what is bandwagon he effect is loud. do you do things simply because others are doing them let's take a look at the bandwagon effect if this is your first time on this channel then make sure you subscribe and hit the bell icon to get updates on my latest videos about time management and productivity The bandwagon effect refers to tendency people have to adopt certain behavior, style, or attitude, simply because everyone else is doing it. According to this principle, the increasing popularity of the product or phenomenon encourages more people to get on the bandwagon too. People want to get the latest smartphones just because everyone else is getting them, not that you can't do everything on your old phone. Do you ever wonder why everyone has a Netflix or Spotify? Well, many people had them and others decided to join as well. This tendency to follow others has its positive and negative effects, so let's take a look at some examples. The reason why many people get on a bandwagon is that it's simple. If you would have to think about what music streaming service to use, it would take your time. You would have to do the research, compare the options and finally make a decision. But not if you go with what everyone else is using and that is Spotify. While this approach is good with general things, it's not a great strategy when you're building your business. When it comes to your success and achieving your goals, it often means doing the things that other people are not doing. Most people like to sleep in, but you have to wake up early. Most people take the easy road, but you have to pick the tough one. Most people watch TV, while you have to read books. So be sure that you don't go with the flow when you have to make important decisions in your life. I hope that you enjoyed this video and I was able to give you a quick summary of what bandwagon effect is and what role it plays in our life. If you enjoyed this video, I would really appreciate if you could press the like button as this will help the video reach more people and spread the message. Okay. okay,
3: Lynn. All right. So did you happen to see while he was gearing this more towards what you want and what would be better for your business? Were you able to take that example and look at some of the programs that are surrounding education? And the reason, why,
1: two, appeal.
3: And the reason that. why we have families jumping on the, the bandwagon, especially when it comes time for things like, oh, campaigns to to elect officials, is because these people are using words that tickle your ears. And, oh, well, if, if my candidate is tuned in to what they think I want to hear, and then they start speaking it, oh, I'm going to get behind that candidate because Not only are they saying the right words, which is that appeal to fear we're about to look at, but everyone else is doing it. And if you doubt that, look at the mass exodus of all reason when it comes to the presidential elections of either an R or a D. It's, oh my gosh, it is the bandwagon ad nauseum. But let's look at appeal to fear first.
0: Okay, here we go.
1: Heal to fear. A person attempts to create support for an idea by increasing fear in the alternative. This is one of the most common things that our brain does to us all the time. And it's one of the most common logical fallacies used in advertisement and in politics especially. This is the security company that's not saying one in 10,000 homes in this town gets broken into every year. They're saying, look at Helen. Her home was broken into, she was held at gunpoint. It's terrifying, you should be scared. You need to buy our product. This is also the more subtle argument of a mother talking to her son about the dangers of the big city and the gangs and the violence and how it would be much safer if he stayed home and worked for the family business. This is also something that our brain does internally all of the time. My brain is constantly inventing stories like, like, oh, I can't go for a run today because it's cold and it's raining and. And you know, what if I get sick? I have, I have a huge amount of work to do this week. Logical. Okay. Okay.
3: <clears throat> okay. So we've seen the appeal to fear with, um, looking at the right going to the left. Well, look at what all those people are doing to you. And then the left going to the right. Well, look at what all those people are planning for you. So again, it's, trying to divide and conquer our families and again education is the chosen vehicle because it's the easiest way to affect everyone in a short amount of time So that's why Appeal to Fear combined with Bandwagon has been so successful when it comes to selling you oh these education freedom accounts or savings accounts or these freedom scholarships or the fallacy behind school choice or the fact of, oh, yes, let's let the uh, School become the hub of our community for all our services, because after all, we're just so busy that we don't have time to take care of our families. So we're going to let the government do it. So this is the kind of mentality that I wanted folks to kind of get into today to understand some of the recent press releases that are coming out of our federal government that will trickle down to our states and into your local areas and mean nothing but more intrusion by the government into your family. And the first one we want to look at is from the U.S. Department of Education, and this is their recent one about the partnership with none other than the Carnegie Carnegie Corporation as well as the Overdeck family to support more say it with me Tim family engagement
1: Hello.
2: now
3: yeah why would why would the US Department of Education put out a press release advertising a fascist activity because our government is absolutely exercising fascism every day. Sure. And the uh, the irony of this is just yesterday it was brought to my attention that there is a house resolution I think it's house resolution number 9 that has been trotted out in the House of Representatives and gotten all this lovely support. Now, because it's a resolution, it won't turn into a bill, but someone's going to try to make it into a bill, but here's the irony of this. And this is what the, the uh, press release from the Department of Education didn't say. And that is this resolution. The title is to rid America of socialism in every single form that it possibly can exist in America. And all these people have signed on to it because, oh, it's such a great thing. We're going to get rid of all the socialism that the Democrats are bringing in. Not mentioning the fact of all the socialism that already exists that the Republicans brought in. No, that didn't get brought up. What got brought up was, oh, look at what the R's are doing for you and look at what we're saving you from, from the D's. Not the fact that if you think they're really going to act on this, that would mean that every one of those people would be out of a job. And here's why. Because anything they do doesn't represent we the people But we, the corporation, we, the global good. So there's the one part of the socialism they won't get rid of. The second is they won't get rid of, or if they do, it will be in uh, name only. And that is all the socialistic uh, programs and agencies that we already have, education being one of them.
2: Yeah, well, that's not surprising because, excuse me, you've got Carnegie Corporation here. And when we had G. Edward Griffin on, we were talking about the nonprofit groups. And right. this is what I think it was FDR came in and, and was actually having them to promote communist propaganda.
3: Right. So th- f- so
2: that they're doing this is not, not really a big surprise.
3: All right. But let's look at that. real. Let's go back to that particular press announcement quickly, because I want folks to see that here's the thing you've got the carnegie corporation which has been knee-deep in common core since its inception now you have an overdeck family foundation who's coming in and they're going to tell you this family engagement is nothing more than more ways to socially manipulate your family's attitudes values and beliefs okay let me um click on that particular one i've got my screen blown up just a little bit so let me Go look at it real quick, because there was something really important that I wanted to point out to everyone. Um, Okay, we cannot. Here's the second paragraph. We cannot raise the bar for our students academic recovery and achievement without consistent and meaningful engagement with their parents and families who know them best. Now, of course, what is this laying the blame on COVID? all right it goes on to tell you research tells us that engaging families helps overcome obstacles to learning and that students are more apt to succeed in school when those closest to them are also deeply involved so in other words if your family is uh, not already deeply involved in your education the government's going to make sure that you are and now we have two private corporations who are going to make sure that you absolutely do Goes on to tell you that both of these foundations have a history of making investments in supporting practitioners and community based organizations partnering to implement family engagement strategies and support student success. These partnerships between the schools and the families have long been recognized as beneficial for children, helping increase their attendance and their academic achievement. So, what this is telling you, they don't give a rat's bottom about how engaged you are but everything to do with how data tracked they can make you because don't think that for a moment this won't include money that is data tracked and don't think that all these practitioners are going to have your family's attitudes values and beliefs but the status quo Attitudes, values, and beliefs or the organizations who are paying their bills, attitudes, values, and beliefs. So this is huge. But again, what are we seeing? We're seeing COVID being blamed for every ill that is attacking us. And as such, the government has to come in and micromanage everything. Just yesterday on the news, it was brought up that the COVID era SNAP supplemental nutritional assistance programs Uh, Funding was going to stop for quite a few Americans, and they cherry picked this one person. Oh, look at this person! She's got a large family, and the extra nine hundred and fifty dollars she was getting a month is fixing to go away, and now she's going to have to go back to choosing to between paying rent and uh, feeding her family. Now that was that bandwagon. Excuse me, that was that appeal to fear. But here's how the news twisted it. It was. We have to go back to Congress to get them to increase SNAP. No, you don't. You need to put someone who's in need of food in someone who can help teach them how to feed their family without government assistance.
2: Amen to that.
3: So anyway, let's move on to that. Now, the reason why I wanted to bring that up was because if we go to some of my work on Carnegie, Uh, this is the second resource that we have this was all about Carnegie's infiltration into education as well as undermining the United States of America and this was a pot of fool's gold at the end of the rainbow we did a show on this one so we'll have that for everyone uh, in the archives then all the rest of my research for Carnegie will be in the archives as well it'll be under the Carnegie search uh, tab so you can go to that as well now as far as these statewide uh engagement centers that all this federal money is going to set up remember this is going to be statewide tim and this is resource number two it says here this is from the government as well and it will tell you we have grants to support all these school services in these family engagement centers and doesn't that just sound like such a wonderful ooh huggy moment for everyone we can feel nice and warm and fuzzy that our government is going to give us a family engagement center well what the heck does that really mean what are those programs well if you'll go and look at some of the programs that are on there Tim your screen is so small I cannot see it so let me see if I can uh, i
2: can blow it up uh, which ones do you want to look at here down here well, at the bottom
3: hang on just a minute let me get to mine and see what we've got oh i was blessed with a bigger screen to do this so <laughs> that is really something cool okay it's going to provide comprehensive training and technical assistance to your state education agencies your local education agencies uh, schools that are identified by either the state or the local and any organization that supports family school partnerships as well as anything else they can throw in. So what this means is that your secretary of education is now going to be giving supposedly free money to all these statewide organizations and these local entities. And again, this encompasses after school programs or hurry up to learn to earn programs that your business has or any of the other things that are connected to your libraries, your museums, or anything that could be loosely based as education related. And I'm not gonna waste the time to sit here and go through what all those look like because we've done so many shows dedicated to what each of those things look like. But just remember this, nine times out of 10, they will not carry your family's attitudes, values, and beliefs, but what the government money is forcing them to teach or to lead or to help you think about so just want to point that out it also is another way for them to come in and say oh if you're struggling with food oh we'll help you with that if you're struggling with where you can find a job we'll help with that so in other words we're setting up more nanny state itis and Petting these people as they come through the doors with soothing words and soothing amounts of money going, we've got you. We've got you. Don't worry about it. We're being pacified to death by a government who hates us.
2: Yeah. Well, and they want to enslave. So that's what they do. They make you dependent upon them. Mm-hmm. Sadly, then- even conservatives fall into that That.
3: And oh this is God. why I'm just laughing at this resolution, because you supposedly have all these conservatives who've jumped on this bandwagon and said, look at us, look at us, we're going to save you. But they're not going to save you from themselves and the tyranny they've already helped set up. That's my point. Yeah. But just watch how this to probably will gain more momentum. And don't be surprised if it comes into a bill form. And don't be surprised by all the rhinos and idiots who sign up for it and then go out there and run for office as your savior and then somehow attach a socialistic kind of program in their platform, such as school choice or universal basic income or let's increase Medicaid or let's, you know, get rid of student debt or let's do all these things that we've seen. Okay, let's move on. Alrighty, uh, from 2016 in the archives, you're going to see uh, an article that I did about the dangers of blending the schools and families via the ambassadors that the Department of Education was trotting out, okay? These ambassadors are being increased in their use and in their power and what they do, especially under the name of COVID is They knock on your door and they check on you. Oh, we haven't seen you in school or in the community in X number of days. And we're just here to find out if you're okay. And if there's anything that we can do, because after all, we care so much about your family and Johnny and Susie's engagement in school. Now, when they use a phrase like that, they're not concerned so much about Johnny and Susie's engagement in school as they are Johnny and Susie showing up. Because every day that Johnny and Susie don't, that's more money they miss out on. But it's also more opportunities they miss out on to further that cradle to grave uh, career tracking or that cradle to grave Data tracking or that cradle to grave mind manipulation that if they don't get you in K through 12, they're going to get you in adult education. Because after all, we've talked again about the socialistic reskilling of everyone. Yep. So we have all those as well. Then we have um, another one that will be in there. This one I updated just a little bit. It was from 2020. It was the step in line or else. And of course, we did a show on that one. And then we had one from 2021 where it was the government funded pyramid scheme. And this all is going for those uh, interventions that all these supposed behavior assessments that we're forced to give everyone in the community And that's one of these dangers of these family engagement centers is that not only are Johnny and Susie tested for behavior issues, but so are mom and dad and Johnny and Susie's grandparents and Johnny and Susie's brother and sister or anybody connected to Johnny and Susie who lives in the house. So this is encroaching on not only their mental health. But yours, and you know, as we've talked about in the past, Jim, if this happens and you're having a particularly bad day, you're not going to test very well. But then that's going to raise all kinds of red flags. Oh, that you need so many services and you need so many medications.
2: Yeah, and you can see how they manipulate that for the people. There's no doubt.
3: Oh, absolutely. So that is from the government. Now, as far as overdeck. Uh, We have some information for them as well, because this was one I wasn't really uh, that familiar with, but their founders can be easily linked to the Common Core machine. And if you go to their board member page, we can see that by just who sits on the board. Now it goes on to tell you that this is a family who wanted to be able to change the status quo. Oh, how revolutionary of them. But hang on just a second. There's more to But to be
2: fair, in all disclosure, they are from New Jersey.
3: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Sort Mm -hmm. of a little joke there. Okay. Well, yeah. Mm All righty. If you look at this john was the co-founder and co-chair of the 2 sigma investments licensed practitioners an investment management firm that follows the principles of technology and innovation to find what value in data oh, but we're going to chase the status quo Who in education would have thought? oh my goodness okay goes on to tell you he was also hooked to, to amazon And oh, he went to Stanford. Oh, oh, but Stanford helped write some of the curriculum for Common Core. Oh, my goodness. But we're going to change education.
0: Oh,
3: and he's a trustee of the Robin Hood Foundation. Oh, well, that doesn't mean much. Yes, it does, because Robin Hood is in on this as well. So it's like we're taking private investors and we're loading them on these foundations. And then we're saying, oh yes, we have more money than sense, and we're going to throw it at education. And this is how they're flying under the door. Okay, let's see here, this is about John. All right, if you look at Laura, his wife, she's the founder and president of Bedtime Math, a nonprofit that ignites kids' curiosity and learning by unleashing fun in math. She's also from Princeton. Oh, wow. And then she went to Wharton. And then, oh my goodness, she's a trustee in Khan Academy. And Khan Academy used to be a wonderful free resource for homeschoolers until Bill Gates went to Khan himself and said, oh, I need you to change everything to common core alignment. Oh, uh, But they're the only two who sit on the board. And they are the co-founder and president. So how stacked is that? Yeah, it's not very much of a
2: board, is it? (laughs) No, it
3: really, really isn't. But if you look at their news and their resources, they're going to tell you that they're going to have a virtual set of seminars with Carnegie to help you virtually gather your family so they can indoctrinate you on how they're going to be your family's best buds.
0: Yay. Aren't you
3: just so <laughs> thrilled? I tell you
2: if people on the radio can only see your reaction to some of this, that's
3: Well, yeah. I'm trying to do it in my voice, so if they can't see me, they can <laughs> at least hear it. But here's the thing. I went ahead and subscribed because I want to be that fly on the wall to see what kind of B.S. and horse hockey, you knew it had to be in there somewhere today, is going to be flying off the walls. So if you feel like you want to be brave and join me as a fly on the wall, I give you the link for that. And you can subscribe because they're going to have this this series. And guess what? The U.S. Department of Education helped pay for this through their public private partnership with Carnegie. And over deck. Oh, fun stuff, fun stuff. But here's the thing about the math program I wanted folks to understand is that math program, while it says it's dripping in fun, is also dripping in agenda. Because as we have been seeing, the subjects in their original form are not being taught anymore, but being replaced with agenda because we have to get that social justice agenda into every subject, yet we're gonna tell mom and dad and we're gonna tell the taxpayers, oh yes, we still teach English, we still teach math, we still teach science and history, but what they don't show you is that the curriculum Has that social justice problem written in so it no longer becomes about two plus two equaling four, but everything to do with us versus them or how to pit a student against a parent or how to pit a family against uh, each other or families who don't agree alike suddenly have to start agreeing like because after all, one person's success means the whole group has to get in on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, let's see here. Let's move on to. Okay. Um, Now, I want to address, whoops, hang on, the elephant in the room, which is Massey's bill. He trots it out every congressional session, and you and I have done several shows on just what a fallacy H.R. 899 is, and that is to shut down the Department of Education. We even have a candidate who says he's running for 2024, who has put out the platform that, oh, yes, I'm going to shut down the Department of Education. But again, the elephant in the room, using the fallacy approaches of appeal to fear and bandwagon, have Massey being trotted out as one of the saviors for your family in 2024. Because after all, suddenly we have so many groups, Tim, who are lifting this effort up and this one candidate's words up. And when I went to speak Monday night to a local group, I got asked the question, well, what about the one candidate who's running in 2024 who says he is going to shut down the Department of Education? And what did I do? I answered the question the same way I've answered it every time we've brought it up on our show. And that is, if you don't do it in the correct manner, which neither Massey's bill nor this Yahoo of a candidate have brought up and will not bring up because they know it it's not gonna make a, a bit of difference. And that is you have to repeal those federal laws first, divorce those federal funds second, then go in, and formulate your plan to shut down Ed and do it step by step with the law on your side. Because if you just go in and Gestapo-like shut it down, it will scatter like those horrid cockroaches when you walk into a dark room. And I cannot think of a more vile example, but it's the one I always go to because these These supposed bills, and remember, last congressional session was the first time since H.R. 899 has been trotted out since the 114th session, and we're on the 118th. So think about that. Last session, the 117th, was the first time I've ever seen the Senate say, Oh, guess what? We can't let the House have all the glory. We're going to come out with that one bill, uh, that one sentence bill, too, that says we're going to shut down the Department of Education. But all the bill ever says is this is to enact that the Department of Education will be closed down by December 31st. Insert your stupid year. Not anything of what it doesn't tell you about where it is going to scatter. So let's go over that real quick, because this is what people are being deceived with, with Massey's bill, with anyone who has jumped on Massey's bandwagon. And believe me, I've been in touch with him trying to get him to answer to all this, and he will not respond. Now, here's the thing. Uh, Student debt. Will go to the department of treasury thus the irs anything connected to workforce which will be all that career tech education all that stem goes to the department of labor anything to do with your health mental or physical, goes to the Department of Health and Human Services. If you happen to be homeless or a veteran, it'll scatter to uh, the appropriate departments. If you happen to be a Native American, it will go over to the Bureau of Interior for the Native American education that goes on there. And I could go on and on and on. There are 13 agencies in all. And see, these are the things that are left out of these one sentence bills. These are the things being left out of these candidates who are getting up there and using their, their 15 minutes of fame to say, I'm going to shut it down, but I'm not going to stop it. Because if they told you that shutting it down won't stop it, you wouldn't vote for them.
2: Yep, that's exactly right.
3: So I just wanted to point out, and here's the thing. uh, We have a press release from Massey himself. This is resource number four. Okay. Here is his press release going, I've introduced a bill to abolish the Federal Department of Education. Tim, if you'd like to read just a couple of sentences of that, that would be super.
2: Uh, The bill is one sentence long, states, the Department of Education shall terminate on December 31st, 2022. Now this is... uh...
3: This is an old one. Yeah, this it is an old his, one. Right. Yeah, I'm sure. It, no, role. I know
2: he puts it in every year.
3: He does. He puts it in every stupid year. But I wanted folks to see this on purpose because the verbiage isn't changing. The only thing that changes is the 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 year. That's it. Yeah. But look at what else he tells you.
2: He goes on and he says, uh, unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. should not be in charge of our children's intellectual and moral development. States and which is true, they shouldn't be. Uh, states right. and local and I don't argue that. Yeah, states and local communities are best positioned to shape curricula that meet the needs of their students. Student, uh, schools should be accountable. Parents have the right to choose the most appropriate educational opportunity for their children. By the way, you do have that right, and you have the power to do it if you want to do it, including homeschool, private school, uh, public school, or private school. Excuse me. Um, it goes on from there, but you know, yeah. Lynn. One of the things here is is that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I don't think that you would say, hey, we shouldn't eliminate it. It's just you're going about it the wrong way. That's what you're trying to tell him.
3: That's been my point the whole time. And here's the thing. So there's not not
2: there's not this thing of you're just a terrible guy, this, that and the other. It's you don't understand that this is going to make things worse.
3: (laughs) But yet you're elected to represent me. Sure. And you don't know how to work the system so that it is to our advantage. Now, this is what stymies me. And this Yahoo who's running for president say he's going to cut it da- uh shut it down again. If you're not willing to look at your constitution and look at your federal statutes and look at all the things that got us the Department of Education and go in after those first what the heck are you wasting our time for by telling us you're going to do this because it won't solve anything so i've always said and i'll say it again it's not i don't want to see the department of education closed down i absolutely do but if we do it in the wrong way the way which is the most popular we will do more harm than damage to our families we absolutely will because it will not end the national control over education or the national control over your family. It'll just put a different person in charge. That's it.
2: So, so let me, let me see if I got this right. So, what you're saying is because there have been laws written by Congress, the Department of Education is in the executive branch. They're, right. they're the ones sort of following the unlawful laws anyway. They're, they're unlawful. Right. But if you've got a Congress in there who's got them. Uh, and they're they're on the book, so to speak, then you eliminate the executive branch department, but the laws still remain, so now they just go to somebody else to enforce them am i am I missing yeah. something, or is that No,
3: no, okay. that's precisely it, and okay. that's why it's so dangerous because instead of uh, supposed educators leading you, you'll now have people who the only reason they're connected to the education is because they get free taxpayer money or free funding or they get public private partnership funding. Yeah.
2: So, so let's just take it. If if we did the, the, the Thomas Jefferson approach to this is what I would say Mm -hmm. Um, the federal government, the U S federal government will be terminated December 31st, 2023. If we did that, then we would eliminate the whole shebang in one thing and we don't have to go through all that. Right
3: yeah but you 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 cannot do it think about it this way it's like if you're going to uh make a cake you cannot make it and make it be a good cake if you leave out key ingredients it'll be a cake it just won't be the best cake that it can be and so supposedly uh people will have you believe that right now the best cake we have is the department of education So if we, if we shut it down, we'll still have cake from the government, but it'll be missing some things because it will no no longer be under, it won't be in one cake. It'll be scattered about. So if you want your flour, you'd have to go to labor. If you want your sugar, you'd have to go to health and human services and then sit there. And all that's going to do is just, it's like a shell game. It absolutely is. It's like, which one has the real power? Well, none of them do we do but yet we have people who are out there saying well because we're going to connect to uh this concept that we can terminate the department of education we need to get behind them because after all they're going to save us all the while forgetting that these people are leading you the wrong way and you are the one who can save your family. You are the one who doesn't need the government to trot out yet another bill to say, oh yes, we're gonna do something and then turn around and do the polar opposite. Let's go though to the Daily Caller because here was their take on Massey's oh, wonderful bill. It says here that he reintroduces the bill to terminate the Department of Education. Well, that sounds lovely, doesn't it? oh goody well if he's having to reintroduce it how is it a great thing if it didn't work the first time why have we reintroduced it but why has he reduced uh, reintroduced it for four cycles and why is he still in office after four cycles okay goes on to tell you uh here's a quote i've introduced the bill to terminate the department of education there is no constitutional authority for this federal bureaucracy to exist all right. He previously had introduced this during the 117th Congress in February. All right. Does it go on to tell you all the other years he re- that he introduced this? Not really. It doesn't. But somehow, because the Daily Caller put this out, but somehow because they put out one single bit of information, that's supposed to help you, the reader, feel oh so good about what Massey is doing. All right. It goes on to tell you Oh, it does, down near the bottom. He also introduced this back in 17, the same day the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, was scheduled to be confirmed. Don't miss that because remember, if we have someone back in the White House who had her as her boss, she's more than likely going to be back. And I just spent a month on the Liberty Bills, going over with Suzanne the absolute diatribe of a political tool her book is about being hostages no more, the future of the American child and education freedom. And Massey is connected to that whole mess. Interesting. Very interesting. But yet he is Mr. Constitutionalist. I'm going to tell you. Now, Business Insider also gives you a take on this. Now, why would Business Insider do this? Because after all, business has so much to lose if the education department shuts down, don't they? They're going to lose some of their investment in technology. They're going to lose some of their investment in um, workforce-based education. No, they won't. Do you know why? It'll transfer over to other departments. We now have a Department of Innovation and Technology. We already have a Department of Labor. They're not going to lose their money. It's just going to transfer over to some other agency. So ask yourself, is business really supposed to be meddling in federal government? No, but that would be fascist and socialist. But, oh, we don't have that in America. All right. It goes on to tell you. (laughs) Right. Oh this is going to uh not address the student loans the grants or other major things that the department does and that's exactly right that's what i've been saying but that's not been enough people like me who've been saying that that's not enough it's the business angle is now piping up and don't miss this they didn't pipe up about how much they'd miss out on until the student le- uh, don't uh student debt loan argument came into town. and guess what just got uh, presented yesterday, but the uh, Supreme Court uh, beginning of the process to talk about canceling student debt on a national level. And there was a press release about that too because after all, that would be the moral thing to do, also the socialist thing to do, but we won't we won't harbor on that. And then the last or the last article that I wanted was from the New American, And I got in touch with Alex about this was that, you know, we really needed to have a talk about this. But this is propping up. The fact that now we have a coalition of Republicans, not of congressmen and women, but Republicans led by Massey to do what? Shut down the Department of Education. All right. It goes on to tell you that we have a liberty minded Kentucky lawyer who announced on. Valentine's Day, that he was going to do this. It goes on to tell you that, you know, states and local communities are best positioned to shape curricula that meets the needs of their students. Well, didn't you just read a year old press release that said the same thing? Sure, you yep. did. All right, you absolutely did. It goes on to tell you that he expanded on um, his views in an interview with this writer, meaning Alex Newman. Uh, shortly after Trump's election, noting that the outfit was established under the unpopular president, Jimmy Carter, as a reelection tactic and as a ploy. He said his own legislation was relig- originally a response to constituents concerned about federal indoctrination of children under then Secretary uh, DeVos. Well, what about the indoctrination that happened before DeVos or after DeVos? It goes on to tell you. Freedom House Caucus Chairman Randy uh, Andy Biggs is in on this. Well, I've done an article where I showed you how Andy Biggs in Arizona, of all places, was behind the school choice fallacy when it comes to education savings accounts. But he's championed as, a, as such a freedom loving person for the, the people. But Freedom Caucus is in on part of the school choice support it goes on to tell you that the u.s parents involved in education a national grassroots group is working to end all federal involvement but what happens And I used to be associated with U.S. uh, parents involved in education. And the reason why I left them was because they got behind the school choice fallacy connected to the education savings accounts. But because this group has now gotten national attention, suddenly they're being championed as a group for you, the parents, to sign on board with because after all, they've got your best interest at heart. No, they don't. It is a political tool to help fund the GOP, if not through uh, money, through time and energy and shout outs to prop up the GOP. And remember, this whole thing, Tim, leads to the GOP. And when I said... um, that you needed to watch out for this. I wasn't joking. I've said it on this show. I've said it on my show. I've said it on the show that I do with Suzanne, is that the GOP is stopping at nothing to prop up an election to get their uh, family-saving uh, fallacies in place so that you won't feel so bad when they put the screws to you worse than the Democrats are. hmm
2: Yep. And they do it. And they, they're like a Judas when they do it. It's well, like a knife in the back.
3: Absolutely. Now, as far as in the archives, these appeals, these all these things that I've been pointing out to you are not to hyper focus on the who, but what is being said, what's not being said. And so these appeals don't tell you what the agenda is but i leave you with two articles that absolutely do and one was from 2019 called upcycling education don't be don't miss that one and then there was one that was before that which was what do you want from 2017 where i spelled out and this is when i got in touch with all these people i've been telling you about to say What do you want? You can't have both. You cannot shut down the Department of Education and have parental control of education. It is impossible if you do it the way these bills and all these groups are supporting. It just will not work.
2: Yeah. Well, the the one thing that we keep going back to, though, Lynn, is while they're Mm -hmm. doing this, those who follow the Lord are supposed Mm -hmm. to be doing the educating and they're yeah. supposed to be mainly laying that moral foundation have God's commands in your heart and you teach them to your kids. So that's what we always want to encourage people. There's the salute, there's the real solution anyway. No matter what right. government tells you, whether it's a state or whether it's the feds, it is your duty as parents to educate your kids based upon teaching them the law of God and the okay. gospel of Jesus Christ, I would say which goes along with that. But if you're if you're if you're not doing that, no matter where you're sending your kids, Mm-hmm. It's like you said, the same. You, you may, it may have a different name on the building, maybe people you know versus people you don't know. It, they may agree with you religiously or whatever or not, uh, but you're still going to get the same influx of ideas and teachings that's going to come through that curriculum. And this, this is something mm-hmm. many don't understand when the issue of school choice. Well, I've checked them out. They're great people. They're, I don't know. You know, they're they're Christian people. This is a Christian school, whatever. Okay, but what, what's actually being taught usually is not a concern, is it?
3: No, it's who is funding them. Yep. What assessments are they using? Who are they tied and to? You need, yeah, and, and you have to understand, Tim, that the danger with the, the school choice and the education freedom is that they're saying, hey, homeschoolers, it's free money. You can go educate Johnny and Susie in the way in which you need to honey, you already do that. But when it gets turned around and it goes to the government's hands and is handed back to you, the strings that come with that. Yes. So that is what homeschoolers need to understand is that, oh yeah, you can be free in how you teach your child. But the second that you buy into the the fallacies of these freedom scholarships or these tax vouchers or these uh, whatever name they want to stick on them, it's going to bring more strings. And again, go look at what happened to the homeschoolers in Alaska. Go look at the homeschoolers who are being vilified in Arizona. Go look at all the families who are now being put under scrutiny because, oh, you didn't use the money in which what in which uh, the government approved. So therefore, you have to give the money back. Well, in this day and time, who can really pay back anything when it you know, when it comes to a large sum of money, and typically we're talking $1,500 or more. Well, now for some families, that may not be such a big deal, but for mine to come up with $1,500, that would be a big deal because I just don't have it. But this is what's happening and is not being talked about. So we can have all these groups from all these different angles saying, oh yeah, we've got this group behind us. We've got this Senator or this representative behind us. Again, we're we're dancing around the problem. We're not solving it.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I want the solution, and I think the solution is very simple. Mom and dad, you take responsibility. You educate your kids at home, and right. and and don't take any of the government cheese. Don't go trying to use the ball field that you're paying for with your tax dollars. I know. Don't go do it. Just don't even get involved with that, and educate your own kids. There, that's the solution. But you know, Lynn, for many. They don't want to hear that solution because then that means that they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to put off a career uh, to be at home to do that. Or somebody's going to have to do without cable TV or whatever the case may be in order to do it. And they're just not willing to give up those things. In some cases, look, I understand there's parents that are single parents are out on their own, you know, and churches should be working with that. They should be working with it so that they can do it, but they're not. But anyway, that's that's that part right there. So we got a little bit over a minute here, Lee. I want to give that to okay. you if you want to tell people about where they can find you, how they can support you, and also your new television show. It's not so new right now, but if you want no, to tell not, them where they can not find so that. New, about but that that's as well. okay. That's okay. That's okay.
3: okay. CommonCoreDiva.com. Um, I now have the uh, Give, Send, go that if folks wish to uh, financially bless any of the work that I do or helping me get back out there because I am receiving invitations to come speak. And that is exciting. And I really am ready to go. I know I'm still healing. So we have that um, aspect as well. You can find me on Catching Fire News. Uh, we're currently uh, seeking new subscribers to our Rumble channel. So if you want to see me bring on guests that are making uh, great strides in changing their areas in education. Uh, subscribe there. You can find me as usual with Suzanne Hamner on the Liberty Bells. We also have a Rumble channel and we also have a Pilgrim's Progress study that we're about to get started. So if you'd like to sign up for that, let me know. And if you don't trust online services and you want to give a donation, please just get in touch with Tim and he can point you to the proper way to do that. And I just want to thank everybody for all your support. And if you cannot financially bless the prayerful support please because our families are under such duress mine included tim's included we are under such duress because we are making waves and anytime you make waves you're a target
2: amen amen lynn thank you so much for all you do and for coming on each week and informing us so that we can go and do what we need to do guys uh bradley may be with you at three or you get an educational video i don't know but we'll be back with you in the morning lord willing 6 a.m talk to you then see ya.